Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive & June. Olive & June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. The new world has started. The new Davis Cup. The Davis Cup finals all held in a single week. And uh, Matt, who is over in Madrid, and Catherine, who isn't, and myself, who isn't, but uh, have been watching with interest all day long, are here to talk about it. And it's the, the first of our daily shows covering the Davis Cup finals throughout this week. And it's just, it's just so interesting to see this format tried out for the first time. I think we should go to Matt, first of all, just to get your general impressions, Matt. I mean, you came into the the event yesterday. We heard what you you thought of the initial setup. We've had virtually a full day, although it is 20 to midnight there, and they are still playing in the doubles in, uh, in Canada and uh, Italy. But uh, we've got you safely back in your hotel room because we thought, actually, 3 a.m. finish on day one is probably not the best idea. What did you think? Yes, I was glad that you agreed to my suggestion to call it call it early tonight. Um, look, this is this is day one, so I think we all have initial impressions, but they're by no means set in stone. I'm I'm kind of ready for them to perhaps change throughout the week. But basically, I would say, as in lots of situations, the reality is to be found in some kind of middle ground. It wasn't. It wasn't as bad as the naysayers were kind of thinking, dare I say, hoping it might be. And it probably wasn't quite as good as the tournament organisers were really hoping and thinking that it could be. Um, there were lots of, lots of positive aspects which we can discuss that did feel like Davis Cup, particularly on the smaller courts. And there were some negative aspects which made you think that maybe they've slightly taken away something from the competition but you know I think it's going to be a compromise and we will see how how it develops throughout the week there was there was certainly some good some good tennis on display particularly uh, in the Italy Canada tie could could we cut straight to the chase and get your review of Alan Walker please tennis can wait folks poor <laughs> 
In fact, in fact he's, the- he's a multi-platinum, multi-talented, multi-Norwegian-British man. I know. Called, I'm, not sure Alan. I, I'm not sure I understand um, the kind of wide-scale popularity of these kind of producer DJs. I mean, as far as I could tell, he was kind of standing there pressing a few buttons. Um, <laughs> and, I mean, the whole opening ceremony, I must say, I thought was a bit misjudged, taking place at 2.30 on a Monday afternoon. I mean, there was just, there was just nobody there. Does it, it almost doesn't matter how good a DJ is, does it, if it's 2.30 on a Monday afternoon? Yeah, and it was ear-splitting mm. noise. And and yet no one in the stadium. All the noise was coming out from the PA. Um, then they had a parade of the players, which was quite nice and looked quite good once they were all out. But again, it was kind of flat because there was no one in the stadium. And then Mr. Walker came on. And what I did notice is that Diego Schwartzman and Rublev came came back out. They, they'd been paraded, went back in and came back out and sat on one of the benches to... Uh, to soak up the best of uh, the best of Alan Walker, uh, I left after about ten minutes. Um, I've had enough, but um, but yeah, they were loving it. Springsteen fan, folks. Uh, he's he's got certain standards and uh, certain tastes that are not. What's his name again? Alan Walker. Alan Walker. It's not a memorable name, is it? I mean, it's it's an absolutely fine name, but it it doesn't scream to me like international high rolling DJ. No. Right. But, well, what what does? Well, not Alan. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, right. Well, j- just quickly, just to say, the, the the winners of the today's matches are who? It was Canada over Italy. It was Russia over Croatia, and it was Belgium over Colombia. Now, the first the first tennis I saw was turning on a bit of Rublev playing against the Croatian number two. <laughs> I don't know, you might have to help me with the name there. He's called Borna Gojo. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Um, That's the Croatian and, number two. I mean, well, it's the number two I think of Croatia is a nation of great tennis depth. Well, technically Chorich is the number two, but he's been... Um, promoted to number one because of Chilich is out. Why is Chilich out? Injured. Injured. Mm. Okay. And then they seem to have plucked Borna Gojo from the abyss. I feel like there should be a better Croatian number three than Mm. this other Borna. What was the scoreline in that one, Matt? Did they get Goran out of retirement? Yeah. Well, it was straight sets to Rublev, <laughs> so Goran out of retirement might have done uh, might have done just as well. Actually, quick hard court, he might have he might have made it a bit closer. I think it was something like three and three. It was fairly one sided. I, mean, I I did see a little bit of the heart of that match, and, and my initial impressions when I turned that on was, oh, oh dear, I'm not sure. You know that uh, there were a lot of people in the stadium, but it it didn't sound like. I was hoping it would sound, and it was quite dark. That was how that was how it looked to me. I mean, look, I love the colours of the court, the green and the grey. And then I saw your message. You said, "You said I'm I've gone, I've moved over to Canada against Italy, and this feels like Davis Cup." And I immediately, I mean, one of the nice things about the coverage that we've got in, in on Eurosport in the UK 
and it's a world feed is that they're they're kind of going where the action is so they're they're, they're shifting around to, to where the break points are and all that sort of stuff and when they moved over to that that court and it was Fanini, wasn't it against pospisil you're right i mean it just it sounded like a davis cup tie it sounded great the um the world feed is great that's really exceeded um my expectations and it and it's created a bit of a sort of bonus in terms of my experience of it that I wasn't expecting, which is um, unlike Davis Cup, Fed Cup that we used to, and unlike the tennis I've been watching for the last week, there's just there's just one event going on, one match, and all your chips are on that. And if it turns out to be rubbish, then you're you're out of luck. Um, and I hadn't, but coming into this, I hadn't really quite processed the fact that there were going to be three ties happening simultaneously on three different courts. Um, but th- that structure, combined with the way the World Feed covered it, created a bit of a sort of early rounds of slams feel, which yeah. is my favourite, my favourite period of a slam when you when you feel like, oh my gosh, there's just something happening everywhere. I want to keep across it, want to make sure I'm not, you know, not getting any kind of FOMO. Um, and I really, really liked that. I liked that feel that I was just going to be taken wherever something interesting was happening. Yeah. Um, and that if there happened to be something a bit rubbish on, that I wasn't committed to having to watch that rubbish thing. Yeah. I'm not talking about Gojo Borna. I napped through Gojo. <laughs> he, he, he might be better And tomorrow. Alan. I napped through Alan and and. And rubbish fauna. <laughs> um, I mean, the best the best description I have of the atmosphere on the main stadium for Croatia Russia was like the kind of early round of a tour event with a brass band. <laughs> you know, there was people, a lot of brass band going on. People were watching; they were engaged, but mainly they were neutral. So I don't think they really had much of a you know, much of an interest on who was winning. There were then pockets of Croatian support and smaller pockets of Russian support. And they were they were supporting their team, as you would expect. But in a big arena like that, it's a 12,000-seater, the, the main stadium. It just didn't have much impact. It wasn't cutting through. Um, and I suppose, you know, thinking about it logically, that probably is what was always going to happen. You were never going to get 12,000 seater filled with supporters of the countries playing that was you know who had had to travel that just wasn't likely but what is much much better is the smaller stadiums where they're two or three thousand and even if they're only half full two-thirds full they're full of partisan support with drums and trumpets and making such a good noise that it really does feel like Davis Cup, it gives you all the all the vibes you're looking for. So, you know, thinking thinking long term, perhaps just you know a, a stadium on neutral soil just just needs to be slightly smaller, and you would get a better atmosphere. Mm. I wonder. I mean, I suspect maybe in the future it might grow, and and people might get more used to it, and find ways to get to these events, and want to come to the the the, the finals. But I mean, in the short term, I, I agree with you. And I think um, I turned on, 
as I said, a little bit of Fanini and Pospisil, which was won by Pospisil, which is a heck of a result mm. for him, isn't it? And then I watched most of Shapovalov against Berrettini, which was an absolutely cracking contest. Three tie breaks, ultimately won by Shapovalov. That had pretty much everything as a match. And also it had, it was kind of like, I thought it was like, Almost two away teams yes. in Davis Cup taking on each other um, because they weren't big crowds, but it was like the French crowd at the Fed Cup final um, times two, but one on either side. And they were really making a noise, going at each other. And yeah, that, that was what it's all about. We, I think we had Shapovalov getting irritated at one point by them hitting a winner and then putting his finger to his ear to say, I can't hear you, you know, and that's a bold move from him right at the last stages of the match, but he ended up winning. So quite, quite an encouraging sign from him. And yeah, that, that was the match that I think made me think, okay, well, I'm, I feel a little bit reassured having seen that one. Yeah, that was exactly my take as well, David. I thought that, you know, in many ways, the best thing about old old format of Davis Cup and Fed Cup was the away fans because it always felt like they were there to conquer and they were kind of there to, you know, put their flag down. This is our territory kind of thing. And when you've got two sides doing that, it actually created this really interesting kind of ding dong, both between the players and the fans. And it was it was really it was really special inside inside Stadium Two today for uh for that tie and yeah Shapovalov was goading the Italian fans and they were whistling him and he was he was loving it Shapovalov um and I thought you've got to win this match after you've done (laughs) you've done that and credit to him because he did I actually I actually positioned myself closest to the Italian fans hoping to get some good audio of them in in celebration of victory I hedged my bets and thought Berrettini would uh, would take the win so yeah very impressed with with Shapovalov and and indeed Pospisil they were both clutch in the in the tight moments today whereas the Italians weren't quite so are we going to allow clutch Catherine on this I've podcast? made a mental note of it <laughs> <laughs> what's wrong with clutch um very Brad Gilbert, Matt. <laughs> oh no! We'll talk about it after the podcast, Matt. <laughs> I wasn't going to say anything. I wasn't going to say anything at the time, but I did make a mental note. Mm, yeah, yeah. Everybody can go down either direction, <laughs> can't they? Um, so, I've already been uh, admonished by one American listener this morning, actually, for for teasing American listeners. So. Sorry, everybody from America. Um, the, we love you. And the really. other, the other message we got was was from a listener in the UAE who was saying that when we when we mark the pod as explicit, it won't download over there. <laughs> so no swearing, <laughs> Catherine. <laughs> said that said that our dailies became sort of every other dailies. <laughs> <laughs> Splendid. Um, the the other matches we had today. So Canada have got a win. Uh, Russia have got a win. Both of them, were they both? Well, we don't know the results of uh, Canada because they're in the doubles, aren't they? But, but it's 3-0 to, to Russia. Yeah. And Belgium beat Colombia. Steve Darcy's playing his final his final tournament? Because uh, he's retiring, isn't it, this yeah, year? Yeah, this, this is his last event. and I- Steve Darcy, isn't it? Yes. 
I actually spoke to some Belgian fans today. I wanted to try and get their view on on the new format because I know that they were very against it when it when it was changed. And I was speaking to what turned out to be, I think, the head of some kind of Belgian supporters tennis trust or something. Um, Ultras. niche, Matt. I know. Um, And he was saying that they're actually planning a boycott. You know, the Belgian tennis fans were actually not planning to come. And then they realized it was Steve Darcy's final tie. And they thought, well, we better, some of us had better go. Um, So, so about a hundred or so have, have traveled and, you know, they're kitted out in their, in their usual red and yellow. And they've boycotted their boycott just for Steve Darcy. (laughs) Exactly. Um, but wow. they were saying something quite interesting and in that they're actually hoping that Belgium finish somewhere between 5th and 16th in this event, i.e. not get to the semi-finals and not be one of the lowest two teams in the groups. Because what that will mean is that they will then have a qualifier in February and they're hoping that they'll get a home one and they'll be able to go and see Belgium at home like they used to be able to. I mean, bless yeah. them. But it's very that specific. That feels like trying to... That's, I mean, if they get to the quarters, are they, are they, thinking, are they going to stick with yeah, that? Yeah, I doubt it. Um, it does seem, but this it does is seem what a bit short But the fans are saying they want, not not what the team is saying they want indeed right yeah and what steve darcy you, wants after this week will be irrelevant <laughs> uh, i guess i mean maybe uh, he's a captain saw... in the in 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 waiting i think he is i think he actually is going to become the mm. belgian davis cup captain right. you heard it here first folks millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from noom like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, Tennis Podcast listeners. David here. Now, you might know that I love a bit of cooking, and I think I'm quite good at it. But if I'm honest, even I get fed up trying to work out what to do every night. That's where Home Chef comes in. Being able to put together a delicious meal without the long prep and the cook times, well, that's pretty cool. Home Chef provides fresh ingredients and chef-designed recipes conveniently delivered to your doorstep to simplify your cooking experience. They have over 30 options a week and serve a variety of dietary needs, so you don't have to worry about what to make ahead of time. Not only is it convenient, but it's economical too. Home Chef customers save an average of $86 per month on groceries. 
Now, for a limited time, Home Chef is offering tennis podcast listeners 18 free meals plus free dessert for life and, of course, free shipping on your very first box. Go to homechef.com slash tennis. That's homechef.com slash tennis for 18 free meals and free dessert for life. You heard it right. You saw, Catherine, the, uh, <laughs> you saw the, the other match, didn't you? You saw the David Goffin rubber as well? Oh, I saw, well, Matt tipped us off that some classic Davis Cup um, drama was unfolding on, what would that have been, the third? Third court, third yeah. Court? Um, between David Goffin, who is just Davis Cup all over, isn't he? I mean, I think of, I kind of think of Belgium as like the ultimate Davis Cup team, in a way. Mm. Which 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 makes me understand why those fans yeah. feel the way they do because they loved it so much, yeah. didn't they? Um, I hope they kind of end up enjoying this as well because because if it's not going to change back, you know, I mean, maybe it will, but if it doesn't. You don't want to have them lost from the from the competition forever, but you're right. I think that they were they were an amazing host in in Ghent and just created the best atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I mean, I, they've always they've always performed above their 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 players always seem to perform above their ranking. Right? They they def, they defy the odds on paper. Um, they they're greater than this. They always seem to be greater than the sum of their parts. Belgium, which is kind of the point of Davis Cup, um, whether a team can be the greater than the sum of their parts. Um, so Matt tipped me off that David Goffin was in action against Galan. Yes, Daniel uh, Daniel Galan of Colombia who I know were one of the nations that were just chuffed to bits to be at these these Davis Cup finals. Um, and I tuned in, and I think it was three all in the third. Mm. Um, Goffin eventually winning through. Um, but just really lovely tennis. I thought the speed of the court looked just right to create sort of um, just... N- Nice, pleasing, watchable rallies, um, but rewarding aggression. Um, just nice to see the David Goffin backhand down the line firing. Um, it was all just sort of nice, really. It was nice to watch um, and very, it was very Davis Cup. Kind of sums up David Goffin, doesn't it, really? Nice. Yeah, uh, I know. Nice I realise I'm completely nice damning him with faint praise here. I really did enjoy it. Um, <laughs> Excellent. Okay, but you know what I mean. Just love smooth. You know, nice. It was nice. So they won anyway. <laughs> Belgium won. They're off to <laughs> off to a winning start. Nice, nice start. Um, and uh, that was the the match in which we had the first entertaining Twitter exchange of the day because um, Philip de Wolf, a former. Belgium player who was a French Open semi-finalist and is now a journalist uh, in Belgium. He, he's in Madrid and I think he he tweeted, you know, it's a shame there are only about 15 people in the stadium. To which Gerard Piquet, international Sp- Spanish footballer and owner of the entire Davis Cup by Rakuten these days, replied to him and said, doesn't look like that to me. And he posted a picture of a lot more people. 
Um, <laughs> so on and on it went. And then we had Elise Cornet, uh, French Fed Cup player, replying to Gerard Piquet to say, clearly you've never been to a real Davis Cup tie. Um, <laughs> Why is Elise so, uh, Cornet involved? Well... You know, I guess she's passionate. But I, I did find it quite interesting that the first line of defence was Gerard Piquet. <laughs> Do you think he has um, Twitter alerts set up for a certain combinations of words? So Davis Cup crowds, Davis Cup stadium full, Davis Cup stadium empty. <laughs> he must do, well, right? Well, put it this way, Catherine. A, a few months ago, he started following me, which I was not expecting. and uh, and, I, and I was one of a number of a number of journalists that I know that he began following. So uh, on Twitter, um, you, are you feeling he, left he has, out, Matt? Cause I am. I am feeling yes. quite smug. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, I, I can't get any Albion players to follow me, but That's I've annoying. managed I've Gerard. Met the bloke. Um, he, he's, <laughs> he, he's got 19.2 million followers. So he's quite a good sort of person to spread the word in terms of sheer number, uh, the element of numbers but i mean i did think i did think when he did that are you really you really want to start getting involved in this uh, i don't think that's the smartest thing to do to be quite honest and i think one of the problems rightly or wrongly that some people have with the new davis cup is that pk a footballer is involved and the one kind of pulling the strings people lots of people have taken against that and i think him you know getting himself involved you know being slightly overly defensive on day one is not exactly setting setting the right tone I don't think and then the official the official Davis Cup finals Twitter retweeted him as though you know they were kind of endorsing that kind of exchange about it I just I didn't think it was a great look really yeah I mean from from PK's position I can understand why given that it's sort of his baby and all of his team are on it you know they they get you're going to get defensive i suppose emotionally if you see people saying things you don't agree with but i don't know why you just don't do it just just get through the thing and hope fully prove everybody wrong that's how i'd be trying to do it um without uh without saying too much because it's just going to get into a a face-off isn't it uh, people are going to come at him it just opens him up too much, I think, because look, there are going to be there are going to be matches ties that are going to be a bit empty, and and I think yeah. they rather need to go in with the approach of the, sort of saying that's okay, you know, at at really successful tour events, you wouldn't necessarily expect three large stadium courts or one really large one and two smaller ones to be to be complete sellouts. Um, on all days of a tour event, so so yes, I think the discussion the discussion about crowds is relevant, and crowds are particularly important for Davis Cup. But equally, being hyper defensive at the first suggestion that crowds aren't up to scratch it is not helpful because I think that I think there probably will be matches that are that are slightly disappointing on the crowd front yeah it's going to be a mixed bag isn't it yeah. really um and uh you know they they will hope to win people over as they go I, that that's the way i would approach it anyway um especially given what they've come into this week 
with in terms of backdrop i mean obviously there has been a big build-up of a lot of people who like the original format and you're not just going to be able to sort of slap them down they're they're going to have to be convinced or maybe they won't be convinced at all you know that's the that's the way it is um so in terms of things that were good today certainly as you said the tv feed the way the service there was was really good the app struggled a bit today didn't it the 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 official Davis Cup Finals app, which I'm glad they've got because it's a good way of keeping up with the live scores, etc. Well, it would be. Except, um, <laughs> ex- <laughs> except when I last looked at it, Berrettini was playing Berrettini. <laughs> yes, the the Canadian Berrettini was better than the Italian Berrettini today. Um, <laughs> it was... Which is what... Which is what Shapovalov's known as in Canada these days, I'm told. It was as though... They had decided on about Friday. <laughs> oh gosh, we'd better make an app, <laughs> and that was the that was the result. Um, kind of, it was a quite slow updating, and then the names were all wrong, and I, it, it just it just wasn't good. I went on the draws and results section of the app. Uh, before recording this, just to try and remind myself of exactly what all the results were. And after about eight hits of refresh, I still was left with the message, the Davis Cup format has changed in 2019. For details of the Davis Cup by Rakuten Madrid finals and Davis Cup by Rakuten qualifiers, please visit daviscup.com. I think an app which directs you to a web page is not fulfilling the function of an app. I think you were on the old Davis Cup app. Were you on the Davis Cup Finals app or were you on the Davis Cup app? That's my well, the question. one that you sent me the link for. <laughs> Did I send a link? Well, I'm not sure yeah, I sent look, a link. look, what it, look, it says there. I'm showing David a picture mm. proving that yeah. I... I do have a decent <laughs> grip on the use of technology. This is good, this is good radio, isn't it? <laughs> um, so, I, hang on. So, there's a Davis well Cup app and a Davis Cup Finals app. I am now slightly Correct. questioning myself. Yes, yes. Well, Catherine, that's confusing yes. in itself, um, isn't it? Well, look. What I would say, it's day one. <laughs> I, you know. N- n- no app works on day one, does it? <laughs> so <laughs> this one can fit right in. <laughs> um, so I, I also I asked um, I asked on uh, Twitter uh, followers for their impressions of today. You know, I mean, look, we've we've taken some flack as as uh, as a podcast that's taken some sponsorship by the Davis Cup Finals in the run up to it in order to draw awareness to it and to to help with their tickets, etc. And we 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 did that, and it. There's no question, you know, there are people have one or two have said, you know, you're not going to be straightforward in what you think about it because of that sponsorship. We know that that's not true, um, but I understand how it looks. So I've asked anyone on Twitter, what do you think? You tell me. doesn't matter what you say. Um, I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll just stick it out there. Um, here's oh, a few God, of the rundown. Is that our new the... policy? Doesn't matter what yeah. you say on Twitter, we'll stick it out there. I do not approve no. of this. No, I don't mean. I'm not reading them all out. There's about can we 50 sort of them, for internet direct, sa- please? I'm I'm saying that if somebody responds, they okay. respond, and it's on the it's on the yeah, thread. Yeah, that isn't is it? unfortunately can I read how them? Can I read? social media functions. Yeah, 
Can I read out the highlights now? Yep. Right then, here's Quentin. He says, I'm enjoying it as it is. An opportunity to see great players in the same venue for a few days. Olympics-like situation. I approve. Phil D says, even if I wouldn't be boycotting it due to the circumstances, we've just had eight days of the best men competing and I really need a break. So thankful that I don't like the concept anyway. Alexander McClellan says, a confession. I've never watched a Davis Cup tie not involving Great Britain, but today on TV I've watched three different ties and will continue to do so all week. The matches have been quality, the atmosphere seems good on TV, I'm excited by the format. Doubles matches higher value as well, which is something that Matt was saying yesterday. Ali says, I don't like the timing of it, not even a day break after the ATP finals. I think the Fed Cup in April will be better, but Fanini against Pospisil was a great match with a good atmosphere. It just doesn't feel like Davis Cup yet to me. LV says, I'm just here watching Canada and Italy put on a hell of a show and I don't care about politics. Go Beavers. Uh, Alex P says, why is the doubles last? Which is a very good point. Uh, Final one here. Eddie says, I'm giving it a chance. Home and away is clearly a big loss. I prefer best of five like everyone else, but it is the first year and I'm willing to give it three years. That's, That's an interesting point by Alex. Why is the doubles last of the three? I suspect it's because because all three matches are played on the same day or the same session even um on on the tour there's a rule that if a player is scheduled for singles and doubles in the same day they'll never be scheduled to play uh doubles before singles will they um the doubles will always be after suitable rest from the singles match um so given that there will be a number of singles players also playing doubles. Yeah. I suspect that that's the reason. Who are the Beavers? <laughs> it's got to be something to do with Canada, isn't is it? it? Is it a Canada yeah. thing? I don't think I Italians think so. are, are be associated with Beavers, are they? No, probably not. Good. Uh, so, uh, I, that was a good spread of of views. I I, I mean, mean I do agree. A few days off would have been nice. <laughs> <laughs> It's a, it's a lot. It of tennis, is relentless. It? It's a lot of I mean, tennis. I know, a it, lot of pods. I know if we had a break from it, I'd be missing tennis. But yeah, I mean, we, we frankly didn't want tennis. to be talking to each other today at all, and we're, we're here <laughs> doing it again. <laughs> Not really. Not really. Um, what we got tomorrow, Matt? We have got two sessions tomorrow, which I'm. <laughs> oh, I thought today was a lot. Yeah, of tennis. I'm already. <laughs> Slightly worried about, but yes, uh, morning session is France, Japan, Argentina, Chile, and Kazakhstan, Netherlands. Is it actual morning? Because Spaniards don't do anything in the morning. Um, 11 o'clock start, local time. By the time they've done the anthems and the presentation, it'll probably be about half 11. So pretty much afternoon, yeah. And then the evening has got three really good matches i think spain russia on the main stadium which i'm interested to see Mm. i'm interested to see what the atmosphere is like for a spain tie in that stadium i think it i think it could be really special um usa canada on stadium two which obviously they have a natural rivalry anyway and canada will be looking to go back to back and us to upset them and then a little bit of nick kyrgios and australia on stadium three against colombia Oh. These these are good matches. Yeah. Tomorrow should be really good. So so I think there's there's quite a lot in there, and also Team GB are doing their press conference. So hopefully, a chance to speak to all of our 
all of our players, you know, Andy Murray, etc. Okay. Right. Talk to Neil Skubsky, who um, thinks that Brad Pitt would be the appropriate casting to play him in a film. Yes, he he had the piss taken out of him for that answer, didn't he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, and Leon Smith opted for George Clooney. So modesty all round in Team GB. <laughs> Who should I go for? Hmm. Next podcast. Stephen oh. Merchant has been proposed on Twitter. I wonder why. Very generous. <laughs> People meet near us. That's, that's all yeah. there is to it. Radio. Uh, <laughs> Matt, go and get some sleep. Um, you have got a heck of a day coming your way tomorrow in Madrid. Um, so thanks for your company, folks. We'll be back with another one of these tomorrow uh, from the Davis Cup by Rackerton Finals. Uh, day two, loads of tennis, and it's brought to you in association with The Telegraph, executive produced by uh, TennisBalls.com. Uh, mascot is Rio with a Y. Tell everybody you know about the tennis podcast because uh, we like speaking to each other every single day. And that's what's going to carry on over the course of this week. See you tomorrow. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 